Perfect. Chris Patola joining us now from ESPN. And it's a big week for the ACC, obviously, with your relationship with Coach K. We'll get into the stuff going on this week. His final road game going to be against a former assistant and Jeff Cable tomorrow night. Then you got the big game Saturday against North Carolina. But before we get into the ACC, Duke Carolina, Coach K, all that stuff, in addition to covering the ACC, you've covered a lot of Big 12 hoops this year. So I wanted to cover a couple of things here. Starting with the Londis Williams, you saw him a lot at Oklahoma. So how surprised have you been to see him right now being what Randolph Childress describes as the runaway ACC player of the year? Yeah, he's been he's been terrific. I, I wouldn't necessarily couch it as runaway. Um, I you know I, look, I think I think he certainly is the player of the year, but I think it marginalizes the year that that Baycott and, and Ben Carroll have had. But he, I mean, he certainly has has made his mark. Uh, I'm shocked to be honest with you, Josh. I, you know, I, I saw him a lot when he was at Oklahoma, and he was a good player. He was a role player. Uh, averaged about eight points a game. And he was a good passer. I, I didn't. I didn't know he was as, as good a passer as he's been this this season. So I, I've been blown away. You know, I, I think it's a product of a the, the Big Twelve is a, is a better conference than the ACC. So you know, I don't. I think a guy like that who's been playing in such a physical, talented league, you know, comes over to this league and it's it's a little bit of a of a different level. Uh, so I think that's helped. But I think Steve Forbes has done a great job with him, too, Josh. I, I think he's given him a lot of freedom. He's put the ball in his hands. He, he didn't have the ball in his hands nearly as much at Oklahoma for Long Kruger as as he has at Wake. Um, he's got some, I think, better players around him uh, here at Wake. So it's, I mean, look, anytime you're doing something for the first time, uh, in this case, obviously leading the, the league in points and assists, that's never been done with, with the stable of players that have come through this league. That's a That's a hell of a season. Chris Patola from ESPN with us here. Another Big 12 thing that's being bandied about the day. Uh, in addition to doing the show, I do some writing with ACCSports.com, and I was discussing this with my friend Brian Geisinger. Bob Valvano earlier today said that if Louisville contacted Baylor coach Scott Drew based on mutual friends that they both have, he's saying that Scott Drew would listen to them. And every coach that I've talked to, they always point to Louisville's facilities saying that they might have the best facilities in America. But how do you see that job? How attractive do you think the Cardinals' position is going to be? <clears throat> I, think it's, I think it depends on the NCAA thing. That's the first thing. And then, you know, look, Scott Drew, I think he's a fantastic coach, obviously. But... You're talking about a different world. I mean, you're, you're like he's been down there in Texas for a long time, and there's there are recruiting pipelines, and there's a lot that he has established down down there. That um, you know, I, I don't know how that would translate to, to Louisville. Uh, now, I, I look. I think the the world has become more globalized when it comes to recruiting, and obviously Scott Drew is a national name, so that may not have an impact. Um, but the first thing I would I would say to Scott, just after having conversations with Chris Mack, is you, you better make sure that that NCAA thing is is going to be cleared up in in the uh, in the near term. Um, so that that would kind of be the the thing that I I would say. But uh, look, I mean that's that's a program that that led the nation in revenue in, in college basketball. 
You mentioned the facilities. Um, and it's, it's a program that, that, you know, the league, the ACC needs to be good. Like, the ACC needs Syracuse and Louisville to be good at basketball. And, and it's one of the reasons that the league has been down, is that those, those two programs have just not been what, what they need to be in order for this league to be at its, at its height. So uh, I think we're dying for that, that program to get back to uh, some semblance of being good. And, and I have no doubts in, in Scott Drew's ability to recruit. Uh, or his ability to coach, I just, you know, it, it, it would be a very different change from where he's at now. Chris Spatola with us here. Shoot him a follow on Twitter at Chris underscore Spatola. I want to transition what you just said there about these top programs need to play like top programs. They all need to be good, and it transitions to something I've been talking about for the last week. I've always believed that it's good in theory to say you're a guy that always tells the truth, but... One of the things that's tough to do when you try to tell the truth all the time is there are times it's unpopular to do so. Sometimes the truth might tick some people off. And the reality of what we've seen in the ACC this year is it's not a one-team, uh, a one-bid league, but there's only one contender in this conference. And I don't remember the last time we've seen that. And it's Duke that's ranked right now in the top five. And when I see this Coach of the Year conversation, I've been the only one. It feels like I'm on an island out here saying Coach K should win the award. And we have had we have Steve Forbes on all throughout the season, and he's done a great job. But just like we saw with Mike Young last year, there's going to be another Steve Forbes-like story next year. There's not going to be another Coach K who hasn't won the league in 12 years, and if he beats Pittsburgh tomorrow, is going to win the ACC for the first time in that time and the first time with a one-and-done roster. Where do you stand on the Coach of the Year conversation in the ACC? Well, Look, if I obviously if I come on here and say that Coach K deserves Coach of the Year, uh, you'll you'll get even more reaction than you're getting probably already. Um, I, look, I, this conversation about Coach of the Year with Coach K, go over the four, not even the forty years he's coached, Josh. Go over the last twenty-five. I mean, you can make. There have been years where you could make far more compelling cases that he should be Coach of the Year, and he hasn't gotten the award for whatever reason. We don't have to relitigate those reasons, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you have a reasonable argument there. But I, I think you also have to look at what the award actually represents. And, and I think, I'm not saying it represents that to me, but I think for some people it's, it's sort of become an award of, okay, who didn't you expect to be good? Oh, that team's good. Well, that guy's the coach of the year. Um, I, you know, and so I think, Look, I think Coach has done a really nice job with this team because I don't think you can win young anymore in college basketball, and it's not an excuse for anything. It, it at times, I think, has been an ex explanation for the way in which Duke has played. Uh, but at the end of the day, he, this team has done all of, all of those things you're talking about, playing pretty much three freshmen, starting three freshmen at this point in the season. Um, so, you know, look, I, I, I think he is certainly deserving uh, that's not to take away from the job that Steve Forbes has done. I think I think Steve is absolutely a worthy coach of the year. Yeah. Um, but you know, Josh, like at the end of the day, is it is it also is there a? I don't think it's wrong to say. Let's also factor in factor in a little bit of, of the legacy thing here. Are we really going to have tunnel vision and just say, well, in this given year, Steve Forbes has done a better job? Like I would be okay if voters said, you know what, Kay's done a hell of a job. Team's going to win the league, and oh by the way. Thanks for 40 years. Here's your coach of the year. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And he hasn't won it in 22 years. Your colleague Seth Greenberg <laughs> right, has won it twice 
since then. And Herb Sendak has that award more recently than Coach K has. So half his career, literally, he hasn't uh, won that award, which kind of makes you wonder the purpose of the award altogether. Chris Spatola with us here from uh, ESPN. I'm interested what you think of this Duke team. I I think the metrics of watching them trending towards March a lot different than many of these other one-and-done teams that might have had even more talent, like the Zion team that just didn't have much shooting on it. Even to a degree, the 2015 team that won the national title, they didn't have a dismissal on this team going into the month of February. I, I th- this Duke team going to win the league? None of the other one-and-done teams can say that. Granted, a down ACC, I understand it, but seven straight road wins. And maybe their most impressive road win, winning by 25 this past weekend. Paulo Boncaro trending upwards. The last 13 points of the Virginia game were scored by their two youngest players, Keels and A.J. Griffin. I, I think they're playing their best basketball last night, and uh, you see the teams losing on Saturday. Duke was not one of those teams. I, I think this team could win the national championship. Do you? I, I think they certainly could, Josh. The, the, the thing that I would caution everything you just said, you, and you kind of alluded to this, you've got to understand who they're playing against. You know, that's one of the advantages that, that I have in, in kind of calling games in other conferences. Like, I, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, anybody who's watched Big 12 games, like, there, there is, a, I think, a physicality deficit with Duke. I, I think there's a concern I have about how they've executed late in games. Um, do they defend well enough over a 40-minute game in a game where you're going to have to get stops against older, more physical teams than I think they've seen in the ACC? So, look, I understand the run that they've been on, but if, if – and I don't remember all the teams, but I know BC was in there. I know Clemson yeah. was in there. The Wake game, they almost lost because of how they played down the stretch of that game. And that game was in Cameron. Florida State is just completely decimated. Uh, obviously, Virginia, a game that, you know, was a one, one, two possession game late. And then, you know, Syracuse stinks. So I, I just, I, I think they are playing. I don't know if they're playing their best basketball of the year. I think in that period where they beat Gonzaga. I think that was a period where Wendell Moore was playing better, and I think they were playing probably their best basketball, but there's no question they're on a run. There's no question that Mark Williams, if he continues to play this way, I've said all year, he represents the ceiling. If Mark Williams can be a factor on both ends, then I think that is representative of Duke's ceiling. Then, yeah, I I think they could certainly get on a run, but it comes down to matchups, Josh. Like This is one of my things about the tournament this year. Like last year, you could put any teams in front of Gonzaga and Baylor, and they were going to beat those teams outside of putting Baylor in front of Gonzaga. But matchups did not matter. I think matchups are a big part of this year's tournament. And when people get their bracket, like I think you're going to have to dive into how teams match up against one another. And I do think with this Duke team, uh, I think matchups are very, very dependent for them in terms of how far they can advance. Chris Patola, former Duke assistant, ESPN analyst, joining us here. Let's close with the end of the Coach K era, his final home game coming up this Saturday. Did the excerpts of Ian O'Connor's new book on Tommy Amaker and John Shire and K's part of trying to push uh, Amaker to turn down the job, which he did in order for Shire to get hired, did 
by the way, Duke, neither Kay nor Duke denied anything that was reported. Did it surprise you at all? Because I know before all this happened, you came on the show and said, Tommy Amaker's going to be a player for that job, and now we know he was. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it surprised me, but I, I think people overestimate you know, how much in the know I am. I mean, I, that was just sort of my, as an analyst, take. Like, I, I just, you know, I, I thought Tommy was deserving of that position. I didn't even know John was in the running, if I'm being candid, Josh. Like, I, I did not know that, that John would even be in the running uh, until, like, his name. And I know he's done a great job as an assistant. Uh, I know he's been a very good recruiter. I just didn't think that he was in the running. And so I guess surprised is, was more so um, in, in two, two ways. One, that, that John was even in consideration. And then two, that based on Ian's reporting, that it kind of went down the way that it did. Like the administration uh, allegedly wanted Tommy and Coach K wanted John. And, you know, I, that was a little bit, those details I had not known. So, um, but so those were a little bit surprising, but you know, look, I, I think John's going to do a very good job. I, I think he's certainly capable of doing a, a really good job. I, I think, you know, people need to understand, and I, I'm sure he understands this, like life there at Duke is not going to be the same as it was under coach K for, for John. Like there, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of people and a lot of institutions at Duke that have been waiting to sort of rein that program in. Once Coach K's gone, so I, I think John's going to have to figure that out uh, over the next few years here. But um, but he's certainly capable, and and um, and you know I hope they got the right guy. Do you think that's something Coach K is preparing for as well, and it's why he wants to keep his fingerprints on the program? And you even have that fund that he's been pouring into for the last twenty two years. Yeah, I well look, I, I think Tommy would have been certainly very capable of navigating those waters for a host of reasons we don't have to get into now. But sure. I, so, you know, I, I think Coach K, first of all, he has every right to be as involved as, as he wants to be, and, and ultimately that's going to be up to John. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think certainly with John there, I think there is um, certainly a recency bias, if, if you will. I mean, they, they obviously he's going to be able to – he has been closer to John over the over the last few years than he would have been to Tommy. Um, I don't think that's necessarily why he wanted John uh, to be able to navigate some of those things I'm talking about. Uh, but I don't I don't think it necessarily hurts, and I don't think it necessarily hurts you know to have him still around the premises. And uh, if if you're Shire, oh, and what do you think Saturday is going to be like? Uh, I, I think it's going to be unlike any scene we, we have seen. And I, I hope, and I, you know, look, I know ESPN is, he, here's my thing, Josh, and I'll, I'll have a very, uh, an open moment of honesty with you, okay? What I hope, and I'm fine, like, look, there's people who hate Coach K, there's people who resent him, and there's people who love him. I hope everybody who's got their issues with Coach K can set those aside for the evening, and just appreciate not not only what he's done for the game, but what Duke under Coach K has has meant to college basketball. Like this property, this this Duke Coach K property has been massive for the growth of college basketball and the consumption of college basketball. And and a lot of it has to do with that polarizing element. And we're losing that. Now that doesn't mean look if Duke keeps winning. 
then obviously Duke as a brand and as a property in college college basketball is going to con- continue to remain valuable. But I don't know if it ever reaches the level that we've seen under Coach K. It's been as somebody who covers the sport and played the sport and coached the sport, 